Welcome back here in the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB as we broadcast live from Radio Row. Super Bowl 58 is uh, where we're at. Las Vegas, Nevada, our coverage brought to you by Greenlight Dispensary, Hollywood Casino, Deep Esquale Moore Injury Attorneys, and the Low T Center. Guys, do you know your numbers? Get your levels checked right now. You can go to lowtcenter.com to get your appointment, uh, find out the results. In as little as 25 minutes, their on-site lab makes it so easy. Go to lowtcenter.com, Low T Center. Reinventing men's health. We welcome now the president of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mark Donovan. Mark, how are you? Great, thanks. Good to yeah. be here. Uh, boy, uh, kind of old hat now. <laughs> just what you you don't you don't put anything on the calendar through the Super Bowl. You just kind of expect to be here now. Is that how it works? Always grateful to be here. Never take it for granted, right? Right. It's uh, it's an amazing experience every year, and uh, like I said, happy to be here again. So. Yeah, uh, but it is like. Yeah, I mean, you you recognize you've been in this football game for a while. Yeah. Just how special this is four times in five years. Yeah, I think uh, I've probably overused the word special, but it is really special. And I think that's what drives the gratitude. It's like you realize how special this is and you're a part of it. Um, I think this year, especially, you know, it's kind of like 19 and 20. We appreciate how hard it is to get back and to do it back to back is that much harder. So it's a different feeling this year. It's a, like I said, it's appreciation, but it's also it's an amazing challenge, and we're looking forward to that challenge on Sunday. Detractors may have thought you wouldn't be here, right? Mm. Like, never me. I never doubted it for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I booked Tuesday to Friday because I totally thought <laughs> that you guys are going to be Now, listen, that Christmas game, I was like, no, no, it ain't happening. They can beat anybody, but they can't win four in a row against playoff yeah. caliber opponents. It's been an amazing yeah, finish to the season, the ability to turn and, and and fix what was going wrong. This is, to me, the teams, if they can pull it off, this will be the shining jewel of the three so far. The yeah, three th- in this run, right? I, I think this one is uh, different in that way. And I think when we look back at this year, um, there's going to be a couple points that hit me. The first is there's going to be a better appreciation for how good this defense has been all year long. And secondly, there's going to be an appreciation for the fact that the way that we do things, the way that Andy leads, the way that our players react to challenges is that, you know, critical component of belief. Like they believe in each other. They believe in the process. They believe in the system. They know they're going to get it right. And then they go get it right. And that's really hard to do. And, you know, especially you look at the back half of the season, we talk about that Christmas game, and there, a lot of organizations would have went a different direction. Yeah. And this one didn't. This one went the right direction and then got on a roll during the playoffs that I don't think a lot of people saw yeah. coming. Mark Donovan, the president of the Kansas City Chiefs, is with us here. Let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl itself. I believe you were in the, if people don't know, Mark was at the league office before he came here. Also worked for the Eagles in the, in the background. But at the league office, were you part of the crew that used to come down and measure the TVs so that they weren't too big in Vegas, so that the watch parties weren't too big because you didn't want people coming to Vegas and not going to the Super Bowl? Were you part of the militia that used to come down and sweat Vegas big time? Because I lived here during those years. Yeah, I have no idea what you're referring to. Um I yes, had, you do. I had a good run at the league office. I'm happy with that. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> but yeah. it is amazing. That, that did happen for people who don't know. Mark yeah. may not want to comment on yeah. it. But it did happen. There was you, – you You basically – you couldn't have like a drive-in movie yeah. theater. Yeah, yeah. There, there was all this, you know, on, on what it meant to be licensed. Right. It's all about agreements. And, yeah. You know, I, I get it. But 
it was never coming to Vegas, right? Now there's a team and the Super Bowl is here in Vegas. Yeah. Like, what, 25 years ago? You would have thought, this is never, we're never going to have a Super Bowl in Vegas, right? Yeah, I mean, sitting in those meetings 25 years ago, in that meeting, if I go back to that day, yeah. not a chance. Yeah. Um, sitting in those same meetings over the last 25 years, you're like, yeah, this might work. Let's see what happens, right? Hockey comes here. NBA is talking about coming here. You got NCAA. You know, all those things start happening. You legalize sports betting, which was probably the biggest sort of test that changed. Um, and then the success of not only the team here, but look at this week. This is a we're back to big time. Is it Bowls. so? I, I don't know how much you know you get to get out and about, but. And what are you hearing from the league? It seems like it's a tremendous success here in Vegas to me. Yeah, so far, so good exponentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been great. It's the only city in America, and maybe the only city in the world, that has this quantity of stuff going on all the time. This is not a challenge for them. They're not, you know, we go to Tampa, you get in a car, and the guy's like, yeah, I'm in from Atlanta to, to drive Uber or to be a chauffeur driver. Right. I, I drove my car down from Charlotte to, to be one of the – Yep. Everything you need here, whether it's limos or cars or drivers or hotels or rooms or venues, or it's all right here. It, like it, this is going to be. It feels to me like we're going to be here real regular. Yeah, I think that there's the a, building's not as big. That might be the question. Yeah, but that creates some urgency for tickets. Yeah, and the building's really cool too. Yeah. Um, so I think I think you're right. I think you're going to see that more and more. The league has got some plans in place that we'll get into a rotational process with the Super Bowl. And then, you know, some flexibility on the rotation. There, there are certain sites that are just great Super Bowl cities. This has proven to be one of them right. already. Um, but you think of New Orleans, and you think of both Miami and Tampa. You think of Arizona. You think of L.A. You know, there, there's a pretty natural conclusion that those should be in the rotation. And then it's what else comes on board, right? And then where could you go with a stadium, a new stadium, an old stadium? Um, to, to mix it up, but I think that rotation is more likely than not. Where, where the, the, the rotation, you think the rotation will be the rotation? Yeah, I think there'll be, there'll be sites that will be in a pretty consistent right. rotation. Yeah. Okay, but wedge something in there. You said a new stadium, an old stadium, yeah. a stadium that based upon the vote that's going to go in front of Jackson County voters, that could be a new slash old stadium, would yeah. be Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah. There was talk at the last renovation that if we'd had a rolling roof, we mm-hmm. would get a Super Bowl. Yeah. There's been no conversation about getting a Super Bowl with these renovations. Yeah. Um, how amazing was that, real quickly, that Lamar had figured out a way and Paul Tagliabue had agreed to giving a Super Bowl before the roof was put on. Right. That's never happened in the history of the NFL before, which is just it's there's so many points in Lamar's history that are just mind-boggling and that's one of them sorry i get a little league geeky there but um we you know if everything goes well on april 2nd and we fully expect that it will um we're gonna have a really really cool renovated gha field in arrowhead stadium and the reality of that is it will be an open air stadium um the nfl has tried it once before in New York, and as you remember, it was 50 degrees. And then that the, day, yeah, that week, it was like 10. Yeah, and, yeah. An, and an ice storm. Had, yeah. it, you know, it, had you missed a day, it would have been a lot different. Um, I think the reality of that rotation we talked about and the reality of the new stadiums that may be coming on board, it's more likely that 
one of those new stadiums would be in the rotation than, a, than a, a, even an amazing building like ours. Um, but being outdoors, northern climate is a challenge. And, you know, trying to overcome that challenge versus the competition of new buildings is pretty tough. I mean, look, look at the last run of Super Bowls, right? You build L.A., you take a Super Bowl there. You build this stadium, you take a Super Bowl here. So I think when you see that, you know, new buildings are coming on board. Nashville will be in the mix. It'll definitely be one. Yeah, you would think so. Um, so a renovated Arrowhead is more the reality of that one of not getting potentially not getting a Super Bowl is it's still an outdoor stadium in a northern climate. Right. So go back to the Miami playoff game. Yeah. I don't think if you're the NFL – and you're saying, what's the best possible experience we can create around a Super Bowl? You want to take that variable off the table. So that, that's a big challenge for us. And so then I assume the thought process has been that the benefits of being outdoors, I read Clark's comments, um, that, you know, likes outdoor football, the advantage it gives the team. Mm-hmm. But monetarily, and what it can do for, you know, you are asking for public money, mm-hmm. county money, city money, state money, mm-hmm. as opposed to having a dome facility that, which, based on your comments right there, would be better if we wanted to try to get a Super Bowl. We're probably not a, fu- a big enough city. Like, and Vegas isn't any bigger. It's just this is what they do is right. events, right. right? We're probably not one that's going to be in a regular rotation, but maybe one Super Bowl. But certainly we would look like we'd be a lot more attractive for a Final Four mm-hmm. type of thing. There's ben- It outweighs the benefits over here to have outdoors as opposed to being able to Get into a rotation for the events. We might be able to track with a with a dome facility, or at least a retractable dome facility. Yeah, I'm going to try not to be long-winded, but I want to address some of those points. Um, so first and foremost, let's talk about the run that Kansas City is on right now. So it would be great to have a Super Bowl. Right. It would be great to have a Final Four. Look at what Kansas City has and has accomplished. This city, this region, is in a place it has never been before. The most relevant recent experience or evidence of that is the World Cup. When you think about soccer in the world and you think about we're going to bring the World Cup to, to North America, Kansas City doesn't qualify. It doesn't, it's not on the map from a population standpoint, from what the city brings. But if you add Lamar Hunt and his commitment to the sport, if you had, add an iconic venue that was really based off of Azteca, if you add sporting, if you add current, if you add two states working together, all of a sudden you're, you're in the consideration. Then you get the World Cup, and you come out with the draw, and we get six matches and a quarter? Look at the other cities that are in the quarterfinals of the World Cup. We've elevated through all of these things, all these people, all these partnerships, the way Kansas City approaches this stuff. We elevated this region into the same category as the other three cities that are hosting quarters. Boston, Miami, and Los Angeles. The fourth city is Kansas City. We have a lot to be proud of there. Yeah, so sure. I, I, I think it's important to make that point. Because if you talk about the vote on the second, you talk about you know, why are we going to extend this great partnership. Well, that's one of the reasons. We've, we've played a big part in really driving economic impact to this region. The World Cup is going to be four Super Bowls, five Super Bowls of impact in Kansas City. So, yes, it would be great to get a Super Bowl in Kansas City. It's amazing that we got a World Cup. Um, I think that 
We have been really, really focused on looking at the options that we have in front of us with the building. And the more we talked about it, we came to the conclusion that while you could create a really, really cool new building, and many of these franchises have, no one could ever create something as cool as our building. So how do we make Arrowhead better versus how do we try to create something new that could potentially be a dome and could potentially host? So then we attacked, how do we do that? And the first thing we did was said, well, we've got this great partnership with Jackson County. It's a tax that's been in place. So this is the exact same tax. This is not a new tax. It's not more money. It's just extending the partnership we've had, which has delivered things like I just talked about. In addition to that, met with the legislators, met with the county executive, and they said, hey, here are some areas we'd like you to address. Got with the Royals, put, without getting too technical, but took the burden, the financial burden that the county had of insuring those buildings off their plate. Looked at, there's a park levy tax, which has traditionally gone into the pool of money for both teams. We looked at that and said, well, we could give that back to the county and they could reinvest it in the parks and the benefit of the Jackson County uh, citizens. And we said, okay, let's do that. In addition to a great partnership, we made it better by the tune of almost $200 million. So when the voters go to the polls on April 2nd, we hope that they look at this and say, this has been a great partnership and they're not asking for more. Now, public-private partnership on that, and yes, public-private partnership with the state to make sure that we can do the things we need to do to make not only the building upright and safe for the next 25 years, but also make it cooler and upgrade it on every single level of the stadium. So that's the goal and what we're trying to do, and it starts with April 2nd. Hey Mark, um, I always ask you this every time we talk, and we're now it's February 2024. Take us through again the, the timeline of what's going to happen, because a lot of chief season ticket holders, their tickets are going to maybe move because you guys have to cut some seats and do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Where does that all stand now? You were looking to make sure you guys had money to get that paid for. Is that all going, and, and like when is that process going to start? Yeah, so the good news is that um, the states have come together, the city, everyone involved in the World Cup bid came together, and... Um, we're in really good shape financially to do um, the changes that we need to make to Arrowhead uh, to make it compliant with the World Cup. And I think that's important for people to realize is this is not a renovation. This is just to make it so we can host games. So um, one of the things we looked at in that process is how can we do this in a way which would not impact a Kansas City Chiefs season ticket member or fan. So all the seats that are in now will be in for every single Chiefs game in 05, and 06 and 07. Mm-hmm. 25, 26. Yes. Yeah. So what we'll, what we'll have to do is pull things in and out each season. So it starts this off season. We're putting some infrastructure in place so we can do a sub-air system, which you know from uh, a sportings facility. We have a heated field. We don't have a sub-air. Uh, it's a requirement. So we got to start the infrastructure for that this summer. Then we'll go into actually taking seats out of the northern side of the stadium. But those seats will be in place for every single Chiefs game through this whole process. Then we'll come back, do the field itself, do some other changes structurally. And then literally every single time we open the gates for a Chiefs game, 
Arrowhead will be back the way it was. Is it going to be concrete there, or are you going to have to use, like, you so know? So it'll be modular seats in those sections. And they're, How many rows is there? significantly in? small number of rows. I mean, it's less than 10 right. um, that are going to be impacted. So when you talk about the total number of fans who are impacted, it's not that big a number in right. a relative sense. Um, but, you know, we took it very seriously. It doesn't matter. Those have to be, they have to be in their seats for Chiefs games. We're not going to remove seats for Chiefs games. Um, so that was really important to us. And, look, it's going to be a grind, and our, pro- our operations team has got a real challenge in front of them, but we've got a really good plan, and we've got really good people, so we'll be good. Is this going to mess up the concert schedule in the summers? Come on now. Yeah, the reality is that it will impact <laughs> uh, concert schedules. Uh, really, 25, 26. Uh, our hope is this year we'll be able to get uh, all the shows and some more, actually. Um, so we're going to push that as far as ready to make some announcements on shows? right here yeah I think, I think he got them all out there already right there's got, no more we got two morgan wallen shows which is unbelievable we got kenny chesney who i think is here actually on radio road today uh coming out so we got a lot of good things planned and uh there are more bands circling right out there right now that we're in discussions with but there's nothing uh that's reached the level of making any announcements so. all right all right that's good that's good to know mark donovan's with us the president of the kansas city chiefs time for our final four four quickies mark you ready yes uh, give me a, uh, what's your favorite show here in Vegas? I heard you're big on the shows. Two, three a night. <laughs> you like to go and just sit back. And What's yeah. your favorite Vegas show? Uh, the U2 Sphere show is my favorite show. You, you, did, you, did, you yeah. did check that out? Okay. I heard it was quite impressive. I don't get to go to shows like that. Uh, Sarin declined his ticket. We went Wednesday, and he said he didn't want to go. So. I wanted to be able to talk the next day, so I actually yeah. declined for work reasons. Yeah. It's the kind of dedication I have, just so you know, Mark. It was awesome, though. Yeah. You're, you're an inspiration. I hear, I hear really it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I hear it's quite impressive. Uh, who is the next commissioner of, of the National Football League after Roger Goodell? You know, it's right? hard to answer that question because Roger just keeps extending his deal, so maybe Roger forever. So Roger forever, yeah. as it turns out. Yeah. You don't have a name? There's not a, someone on a watch list? Uh, I I know of a lot of really good candidates. That's what I'll tell you. Okay, very good. Uh, where's the suit? What's with making your guys wear suits and then here you are, like you know, casual Friday? What's up with that? Yeah, it's uh, all your it's guys Friday. are looking the dressed to the nines. Look at Luke, man. That's a I, I I'd kill for a jacket like that. Get yeah. it? Can't afford it, but I would kill for a jacket like that. And then you're like, you know, little quarter zip, some sweatpants. Running this, shoes. This is supposed to be Final Four. It's quick hitting, right? It's quick hitting. That, that was a nine-minute question. <laughs> uh, so one of the be- one of the benefits of getting into the Super Bowl is you get some pretty cool gear. Yeah. Uh, so they handed this jacket out to me, uh, to all of us. On, and and on I Monday heard it night. like 25% off, too. So, is that <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> they hand you some pretty cool gear. So, okay. Yeah. okay. Happy to uh, support the brand Supporting today. Supporting the brand. Okay, yeah. there it is. There's the answer. Five prediction on the game. Who wins? What's the score? 60 minutes of really good football. And uh, I believe in this team. I believe in the players, and I believe in our leadership. It's going to be a test. Now, this is going to be a great football game. They're really good at every level. So, um, like I said at the beginning, I, I think when we look back in this season, you know, I'm hopeful that we get the victory and are standing on that stage again Sunday night. But I think when we look back at this uh, season, I think this game could be a microcosm of this season where okay. it's going to be challenging. Uh, but our guys are up for it. All right. Uh, I think that's uh, Chiefs, you're saying? Is that okay? I always pick the Chiefs. There it is. There it is. What a political answer. Uh, he's not in politics yet, people, but maybe one day. Uh, Mark Donovan, president of the Kansas City Chiefs. Thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it, Mark. Always a pleasure. Thanks, sir. 
Welcome back here in the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB as we're live at Radio Row in Las Vegas at Super Bowl 58. You'll hear all the action right here on your home for the National Football League, your home for the Super Bowl at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Our coverage brought to you by Deep Pasquale Moore, Injury Attorneys, Greenlight Dispensary, Hollywood Casino, and the Low T Center. Uh, guys, get your levels checked. Do you know your levels? LowTCenter.com, that's where you can go. Uh, make an appointment and get your levels checked. If you've been feeling tired, run down, worn out, grumpy, uh, not able to work out like you used to, get to the Low T Center. Get your levels checked today. Go to LowTCenter.com. We welcome uh, Adam Teicher to the program. Adam, how are you, sir? Good, sir. And how are you doing today? Doing very good. How you like in Vegas as a, a Super Bowl location? I think it's awesome. Um, you know, everything except the teams are right down in the uh, on the strip there, right, right in just one big area. So uh, I, I think it's a great place, and I'm hoping this is not just a one-off, but it, 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 Vegas it gets into that Super Bowl rotation. Yeah, I think it is, and I think it's going to be a mainstay, and it's it's been great. They've done a great job. I knew they would. It's what they do. I mean, it's it's the only city in America, maybe New Orleans to a degree as well. They're a big convention business, but like. Vegas puts on events every day of every week of the year. And so it doesn't shock me that they're knocking this one out of the park. And I think we are going to be back here a lot. And I think it's a a great setup. And I think the fans will enjoy any time they do come out to it. So uh, I'm with you. Uh, What do you think about the team? You've been out there, been at all the media sessions, uh, relaxed, uh, loose, tight. What do you think? No, they seem to be in a good place. You know, I, I go back to something Travis Kelsey said yesterday. He just talked about, you know, you, uh, that there's so many things in a Super Bowl you just can't train for, you can't prepare for that that just happen, and you got to be able to know how to handle it. And I, I, he he just seemed to think that that's where the Chiefs Super Bowl advantage would give uh, experience would give them an advantage. And, and he was talking about he liked where the energy was, he liked where the focus was right now for for this team. And and uh, you know, he's not a guy who can hide it when things aren't going well. When he thinks things aren't going well, he's not going to—he's not going to sugarcoat things. He's not going to be able to to uh, hide what he truly feels. So, you know, he's there. Have been some times where he's just been, "Hey, we need to pick this up. We're not doing well enough." But he, so he was really jacked up. And to me, that's a, an indication that the Chiefs uh, at least believe they're in a good place. Doesn't mean they're going to play well or or win the game, but. They feel like they're uh, Kelsey is a good barometer to me, and he feels like uh, things are going really well. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, what about Patrick Mahomes? Uh, what, where do you where do you see him at? All business, uh, relaxed. What, what's his vibe? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if his dad's recent DUI was any effect on him, you can't tell by talking to him. I mean, he seems as into it and and as uh, you know focused as he's usually is or always is so um, I think he's in a good place too and uh, you know he said something early in the week that I thought was kind of interesting he was talking about you know having the the Super Bowl in Vegas and and, uh, you know guys are you know maybe want to go out and do something he's like nah this is a business trip we're not going to be doing that he goes but if we win the game I'll bring everybody back and we'll do Vegas the right way and celebrate in Vegas so uh you know that that's kind of where he is right now. He uh, he seems like he shut all that kind of stuff down, and uh, it's just really all about football this week. I saw him up on the stage on the big Monday night uh, festivities, where he's up there with Brock Purdy and answering questions. And it was it was kind of striking because you know Mahomes has been largely the upstart guy, 
starting with 18, 19, even, even after he'd been to one Super Bowl or two. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't the franchise, right? He wasn't the guy yet. He was still becoming the guy, and he was so young, and it was all happening so fast. But it, it, it struck me that when he was up there and they were interviewing him and Brock Purdy, he is now the franchise. He is now the league. He is the face of the National Football League, and he wears it pretty well. Um, and I and I wondered if he was up there almost like when they were talking to Brock Purdy. You know, he, he seems like he's got that Michael Jordan ruthless competitor in him. Was he finding a way or a reason in the questions and answers to, like, psych himself into, okay, this is the guy i got to beat? And, and they're questioning me. How, how dare – you know, he would never say this, but how dare this guy be up here on this stage? Do you get a sense <laughs> that, that he pumps himself with motivation on, on whatever it might be? Well, I, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, hey, I don't think anybody's ever going to confuse Brock Purdy with Patrick Mahomes, but this is a guy that could be one of his challengers, like, like Joe Burrow, like uh, Justin Herbert, like a, a lot of these other guys, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. You know, I don't know that Brock Purdy's ever going to be on that level with those guys, but he's a good player and uh, I'm certainly capable of leading his team to, win, to uh, winning a Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it is kind of like it, it, he sees this a little bit as a, as a rival that he needs to knock off a little bit. And uh, so uh, interesting. To, that's an interesting observation of yours. But, yeah, I, I think he, he probably does feel that way. Yeah, part of it might have been just me wondering, like, what's going through his head as I'm watching him up there listening to the Q&A with Purdy while he's waiting to get his questions and answers. Uh, Q&A with Adam Teicher here, our Chiefs insider from ESPN with us here in the program. Kadarius Tony, do we have a uh, an update on whether or not we're going to see Kadarius Tony in this game? No, um, I, I don't know that right now. We'll know a little more maybe today when the injury – well, he's not on the injury report, so we won't know today. We're probably not – until the inactives come out, but um, um, I, you know, hey, I think the way Chiefs, the Chiefs have been playing, I don't think they need him right now. But uh, hey, may, Andy Reid might disagree. Maybe he feels like Tony's in a good place. Um, um, he's really kind of been low key about answering any questions about Kadarius Tony, so uh, it's hard to know what he's thinking. But uh, I wouldn't expect. Certainly, he won't be a big part of the game plan, even if he is active. Uh, you, you know where I sit on that. I mean, I'm going to fall out of my chair. If I see him run a route, I'm, I'm going to absolutely lose my mind. And yeah. and listen, if, if he runs several routes and makes big plays and is a part of a win, I will bow to the greatness of Andy Reid, uh, Patrick Mahomes, this organization, because it is not I, – I have no problem going on the record. It is not a path that I would ever go down. Now, I don't know the man personally the way they do and don't have, you know, all the access and the history and all that kind of stuff. But from what I've seen, I don't know how he can be on the field. So if he does go on the field and he plays and plays well, I will give mad props first to him and everybody in this organization. But I just don't see how that can possibly uh, happen. Uh, I I listened to a lot of the coverage uh, from ESPN uh, this morning, and they're talking about pounding the run against that 49er defense and how the – the defensive ends, the edges are maybe even a little bit lazy and getting after people. Um, you know, so all this seems to be building towards the Chiefs pounding the rock with Isaiah Pacheco. Am I the only one? I was mentioning this to Lewis Riddick. He was here on Radio Row. Am I the only one that thinks that, okay, they're hearing that, everyone's hearing that, the Niners are hearing that, they're going to be ready to pound, to stop the run, ready for a healthy dose of Pacheco, and Andy Reid's going to come out firing him at the passing game. Well, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it really wouldn't. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, hard to know what his game plan is, but 
I think Pacheco has to be a factor if the Chiefs get a win it, it's to some extent. But uh, that may be what the Chiefs do. I mean, the 49ers are kind of vulnerable, at least on one side. Uh, Amber Thomas has not uh, held up his end of the bargain. So uh, there may be some things the Chiefs feel like they can do against him to make their passing game work. So we'll see. But uh, um, I, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Whether they start with it or they finish with it, I think they're going to have to be in the neighborhood. I don't want to give a hard number of like they have to get 20 carries for Kadarius to, or for, excuse me for Isaiah Pacheco, but I do think they are going to have to pound the rock, and I think they're going to have to do it consistently. And 20ish feels right to me. Do you believe that he's got to be a major part uh, for this team to win? Yes, I do, and um, you know I, I like how the Chiefs uh, used him in Baltimore. You know he wasn't running early in the game; he was effective. Not so much after that, but um, still, the Chiefs were able to do what they needed to do when they had the ball. So um, I, I feel like he was a big factor in that game, uh, even though uh, you know, again late in the game he wasn't hugely productive. But uh, yeah, I do feel like he, you know, to me he's right there with. Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. I think the Chiefs need to uh, – he's one of those three guys, the non-Mahomes guys, who needs to be productive uh, when they uh, – uh, for them to win. They, he needs to accomplish something. Uh, we're talking to Adam Teicher here in the program. We're going to take a break. One more segment with Adam Teicher from ESPN. He's brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks, TwinPeaksRestaurant.com, Independence Olathe, and in the Northland at the Boardwalk Shops. That's where you can find your local Twin Peaks with a made-from-scratch menu, 29-degree draft beer, premium cocktails, a uh, TVs everywhere, and, of course, the most scenic views in town. Where else would you rather watch the big game than right there at Twin Peaks? Uh, you can get over and uh, check out all the action. Uh, make sure you are there in time for kickoff. In fact, if you get there early, first 100 folks are going to get a free square at Twin Peaks. It's your fight headquarters. It's your big game headquarters. It's Twin Peaks uh, online at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. One more with Adam Teicher next here in the program. Welcome back here to the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Soren Petro with you as we uh, talk some football. Radio Row, Super Bowl 58, our coverage brought to you by Low T Center. Deepest quality, more injury attorneys, Greenlight Dispensary, and Hollywood Casino as we are live on Radio Row. Adam Teicher brought to you by Twin Peaks. Uh, great happy hour at Twin Peaks. And, of course, your game headquarters, college basketball, they got you covered. Uh, of course, the big game as well. Get there early. Get your seat. It's going to fill up fast at Twin Peaks. Go to TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Uh, Adam, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what we expect from Steve Spagnuolo, young quarterback in Brock Purdy. Uh, a lot of this game comes down to Steve Spagnuolo having the game plan to, to confuse Purdy. I know the stat. It's been run out there a lot by Chiefs fans. The other two of the three top scoring defenses in football, he's thrown one touchdown and five interceptions against. What's the key to, uh, to having success against Brock Purdy? Yeah, you know, you, you like, uh, if, if that's what this game comes down to, is Steve Spagnuolo versus Brock Purdy, I, I like the Chiefs in that one every time. Uh, you know, he's done such a great job in the playoffs against three different style of quarterbacks, and, and uh, now there's another guy coming, and uh, you, you just feel like, hey, he was able to figure something out with Tua and the Dolphins and, and with Josh Allen and the Bills and certainly two weeks ago in Baltimore so uh, against Lamar Jackson. So you feel like he's got uh, uh, some things he can go to that are going to be effective on Sunday. Um, um, I, I feel like they'll, they'll come after Brock Purdy. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. It's just a matter where it's coming from and how often. 
But, um, you know, that's where I think it'll start with Steve Spagnuolo. And uh, I, I really like the matchups here for the Chiefs. I really do. Uh, I, I think their corners are playing so well. And uh, the, the, the rush is doing a nice job. So I, 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 there's a lot to like right now with the Chiefs defensively. So uh, it's hard for me to see the 49ers putting up a big number. It really is. Yeah, and I think that's the one thing is, like, there's blowouts usually involve defensive scores. And you never know when a ball is going to get tipped up in the air or somebody fumbles and there's a scoop and score. There are things you can't account for. But barring something really flukish, maybe a couple things flukish, I don't know where the Chiefs get blown out. I'm not saying they they can't lose this game. They certainly can. The 49ers are a very good team. But I'm with you. I think the defense keeps them in it. It's a question of can they put the points on the board that they need to, and they're doing a better job of that. Um, But I I do think they've got to pressure Purdy. And losing a minute who hurts – I think we're going to yep. see George Karloftis on the inside. Like, I think we're going to see, you know, FAU is going to have to play in this game, and he better step up. It's time to take the diaper off, as Dick Vermeil said years ago. He's going to have to play. Michael Dane's got to play. I think we're going to see uh, Karloftis, who, you know, everybody raves about his strength. I think that strength is going to be needed on the inside. I think that's one of the things we're going to see them uh, do. Yeah, and of all the injuries right now for the Chiefs, I think the one with Omenihu is, is the most – Harmful to them. He's, um, you know, he's playing well. He not only rushes the quarterback, but sets the edge really well against the run. Might be important against Christian McCaffrey, or should be. Um, and, and now, you know, you, with the Derek Nottie injury, now you got two guys of your rotation out of there. And, and so, uh, yeah, some, somebody else is going to have to step up and play well. Maybe some guys going to have to play more than they otherwise would. And Felix is going to have to be one of those guys. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we're talking with Adam Teicher here in the uh, program about uh, the uh, Super Bowl 58, how it's going to break down. Uh, do you agree? I, I think they're going to get Kelsey involved. They're going to get Rice involved. Uh, they're going to be a steady diet of Isaiah Pacheco. But whether it's Justin Watson or MVS, one of them, somebody's going to have to come up with a uh, a big play as well, a chunk play. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, the 49ers know what we know, that uh... – you know, who, the, who the best players, most dangerous players are for the Chiefs. So, yeah, one of those guys is going to have to step up and be a player for the Chiefs. And it's uh, going to be interesting to see which one. Maybe it's McCole Hardman. I, I wouldn't count on him. But, uh, you know, maybe he's the guy who has a big game uh, for a change. Are you 100% confident this won't be Travis Kelsey's last game? I mean, he early on talked about, I want to play forever. Later in the year, he talked about all his surgeries. And, yes, I think about retirement. Now of late, he said all the things that make you think he's coming back. But, and that may be just to deflect questions, you know, here at this time and not not become a distraction for a team focused on winning a championship. You're 100% sure Travis Kelsey will be back? No, I'm not 100% sure of that. Um, you know, some of the other things he said, you're right, he has talked, said all the right things when asked directly about retirement. But some of the other things he said, you know, we talked last or two weeks ago before the Baltimore game, how he's never wanted a game to win a game more than, than that one. And, um, he said similar things this week as well, and you, you know that that's that leads you to believe that maybe he knows this is going to be his last game. You know, maybe this last week or the game two weeks ago against Baltimore, it was going to be his last chance to get into the Super Bowl one last time, and this is going to be the one last Super Bowl for him. So I still think he'll play next year, but um, um, no, I'm not 100 percent sure of that. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm with you. I think he'll play, but you know, I'm, I'm not going to fall out of my chair if he goes. Okay, that's it. That that, that was enough. Nope. 
and I've had it in my head, and, and it's time to go, time to go do something else. Uh, I, you know, I hope it's not the case because I think he is still playing at a very, very high level. If you were defending this Chiefs offense, would you try to take away Rasheed Rice or Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey. I, I, yeah. It's almost impossible for the Chiefs to win, I think, without getting some contributions from him. Um, I, I, you know, with the games where the Chiefs are struggling and they're not playing well, those are the games with Travis Kelsey's generally not contributing a whole lot. And, and when, he, but when he does play well, they usually win. So to me, that's a pretty good barometer of uh, how the offense is operating and whether the Chiefs are going to be uh, win or at least be competitive is whether uh, Kelsey's productive or not. So we'll see. But I, I, I think he's the more. Um, the more dangerous guy in that regard. And, you know, the thing with the Rice is the Chiefs are so good about getting him the ball, scheming him the ball, you know, throwing him on the screens where the 49ers can't do a whole lot or the opponents can't do a whole lot about it. You know, they can't uh, prevent him from getting the ball. So uh, I think Rice is going to get the ball and have a nice game no matter what happens. But I think Kelsey's kind of the pivotal guy to me. We're talking to Adam Teicher here in the program from ESPN, uh, breaking down the uh, Chiefs and the Niners. And uh, Adam, tell me what, what's the what's the st- pace of the game? Uh, you know, I'll get your prediction here in a second. But we're talking up tempo, more points than people think. What's more likely, more points or less points than people think in this game? Well, what's the over under? Forty-seven and a half. Forty-seven and a half. I, I think that'll that's. And my score is real close to that, as a matter of fact, my final score. So I think it'll be in that neighborhood. You know, like you said earlier, you can't predict, you know, the deflections and interceptions and defensive touchdowns and big plays in the kicking game. So, you know, that issue aside, um, I, I do think it's going to be a competitive game and uh, not particularly high scoring, but uh, um, it won't be like uh, the, the Baltimore game either. All right, Final Four time with Adam Teicher from ESPN. It's brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. There aren't many things more important than playing your best when you play sports. If a sports injury slows you down, see the same experts that care for your Kansas City Chiefs, the University of Kansas Health System. Request an appointment right now at kansashealthsystem.com slash sportsmedicine. Let's uh, make it official. Your prediction on the game is what? I'll take the Chiefs, 27-21. All right. Uh, yeah, you are right on that number. Uh, 27-21, KC. It's officially in the books. Uh, how many championships for Mahomes when it's all, all said and done? Okay, so I think this is going to be three, right? Um, yeah. I'll give him – I'll give him – I'll give him two more. I, I just It's hard to sit here and say that there's going to be a whole bunch more, even though I certainly think that's reasonable. But I'll give him five when it's all said and done. How many more years for Reed? Um. He's going to be 66 next month. So I'll say three. Three more for Reed. All right. And uh, what, what, what show have you taken in in Vegas? And if you haven't seen any, what one do you want to see? None yet. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really haven't looked. Uh, we were talking about going to a show maybe uh, tomorrow night or something. But we, I, I don't know. I, 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 you, make a, you suggest. I, I'm, I, I haven't even looked into this yet. Um, there's so many things I could answer that question with that I think would be funny but might upset some people uh, with, with how I could put that uh, to you. Uh, I think you seem like a guy who likes him some magic. Go see Shin Lin, the uh, magician down at the Mirage. All right, I'll take you up on that. I'll tell him you sent me. 
Okay, there you go. Adam Teicher from ESPN. He's the best. We'll talk to him one more time on Super Bowl Sunday morning with the Central Bank pregame show and get you ready for the Super Bowl. Adam, great stuff as always. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you on Sunday. All right, Trent. Talk to you then. That is Adam Teicher from ESPN, the best in the business. Been covering the Chiefs since 1993. Uh, he's brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks, TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. In the Independence, Olathe, and in the Northland, 29-degree man-sized trap beers. Get you one right now. TV's everywhere. The most scenic views in town. Eat, drink, scenic views. They're at Twin Peaks.